If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. goodness it's august already august 1st 2012 podcast unlocked the one and only xbox podcast here on ign episode number 65 i'm your host ryan mccaffrey joined by a a veritable batman style rogues gallery of villains Mm -hmm. we have opaque man Uh, mitchell dyer i'll take it good enough (laughs) (laughs) we we have you you don't have to think of super villain names for each of us if you if you can't think of one off the top of your head. That's pretty challenging. All right, we have we have uh, we have. Uh, uh, this is what I'm saying. It's very oh hard. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Creating superheroes is hard. We have imperson Bane impersonator man. I Anthony Gallegos. <laughs> Hello everyone. Hi. No, you're Hi. supposed to do your Bane impersonation oh, right there. Well, I need a, I need a lead into it, so that we'll 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 work it out later. Yeah, it's got uh, on the spot. It's a little awkward. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta let it happen naturally. And yeah, we I'll, have uh, we have. Selena Kyle, Yay! Naomi Kyle. That's just oh, cheating. That's perfect. See? That's not a made up ca- character. I need somebody who's legit. Is Selena, my own name that Selena I Kyle just... is awesome in every movie she's ever been in. So. Correct. Has Except for been? Catwoman. Uh-huh. Uh, Come on. I actually, I actually 100% forgot about that until right when you started. Until I painfully reminded you. Yeah. You'd repressed it. All of, it. of us. You reminded all of us. So, uh, <laughs> welcome to the entire panel. It's good to have... So, Naomi, we've been trying to secure you I for know. weeks, but you're, you're impossible to, to pin down. I had to call your agent, your representative, oh, your PR on. person. They were like, Wednesday, Wednesday, she can't record. She's on the beach making sure that she maintains an even skin tone. An yeah. even skin tone, even tan. What, what day do you record? Nice Any day you want. Oh, she's busy that day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. That's Thank happy. you so much. It guys. is awesome to have you. Well, it's, I want to be a regular, but I'm. I hope so. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, we all want to be regular. That's a healthy thing for all of us. But uh, oh, you. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm sinking it right to that level in the presence of of a of a perfectly lovely female. Yeah. But also, Anthony. We can he's go delicate. there. We can totally go there. I am, you know, used to this kind of stuff. We can totally go there. Just because we could doesn't mean we should. <laughs> True. We'll do the whole show in just random movie, movie quotes, quotes and impersonations. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wish that your 
glorious debut was a busier week, but really there's not that much to talk about in Xbox this week. We'll go over a few things, but mm-hmm. um, I am stoked that we have Raul Rubio here. Uh, I actually spoke with him this morning. It's pre-recorded, ready to roll, and it was a great interview. He is the CEO and creative director at Deadlight over in Madrid. That would be Spain for the geographically uninformed. <laughs> and those guys have just finished up Deadlight. That's this mm-hmm. week's Summer of Arcade game. He shared some really interesting stories about Tim Schafer, about um, how they came to be, what the hell, uh, where where the game sort of came from, and and that and how Limbo affected it directly. There, Limbo had a direct effect on Deadlight, and I think you'll be curious See, to hear the answer. I thought that from looking at the trailer, and I actually was like, yeah, it kind of looks like it because of the shadows. It's, and a, it's yes. an effect that yeah. you may not expect. It's interesting. Oh. There's a lot more uh, smaller games coming out of places that I don't think people have are used to hearing from, but they're going to hear a lot more of because the, there's like a growing indie games development scene in Spain. And I've seen like Kickstarters for other ones, so uh, you that's know I think really that that's one yeah. we'll be hearing a lot more. Maybe about. it's the new Montreal up there. I mean, that, uh, that a town you would know well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Montreal, Austin, like this town, this town, this area in Spain. It's like there's going to be a lot of great things coming, and it's cool to see something like that coming to Xbox because that's not where I would expect to see a game like that from a tiny studio, you know, in Spain. Mm. Yeah, if uh, if that if that gives us an excuse to all go to Madrid, I'm on board. Let's oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm with you. laughs> Oh, you're going to do a developer visit for Tequila Works? Okay, I guess I'll just have to go because I'm working. Deadlight. <laughs> <laughs> How good was it? The best. All right. Uh, well, let's catch up with everybody. What have you guys been working on? Mitch, what's, what's, what are you playing? What's going on I start, these days? I started Deadlight. Like, that's, the, that's the one, aside from PC games, but this is an Xbox podcast, so I'll, I'll try to keep on topic. <laughs> I started playing Deadlight. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I'm not as in love with it as you were. Uh, you gave it an 8.5. I would go a little lower, I think, if I were reviewing it. I'm still pretty early. I'm excited to see the rest of it through. But, man, that first sewer segment, that is some shit. Yeah, if you're playing the game and you get to the sewer part, that's the low point of the game. Once you're done with that, it gets it, uh, it gets yeah. better. <laughs> what it the is that? A one girl walks in the room and all of a sudden all of her voices are sacking. Thank goodness I'm married. I don't have to impress anybody. Uh Anthony, what's going on in, oh, in man, your PC I've, world? I've been playing a ton of games, but but yeah, most of them are very PC. The only one that I've seen recently that is uh, you know checked out that is going to be coming to both PC and Xbox is Carrier Command, which yeah. is a very very interesting take on like RTS mixed with like direct control of units. You know, you can play it in a totally strategic way. You're like so the whole premise is that you're a carrier, yes. and and so you're you're trying to gain control of a series of islands. And uh, it's it's a remake. It's like a spiritual remake of a classic PC game, right? Yeah, very 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 niche beloved uh, PC title back in the day. You know that kind of did a lot of the same thing. It mixed those mechanics together, and uh, so this is this is trying to take in essence what what people loved about Carrier Command and bring it into you know up to a new generation. Uh, interesting to see that it's going to be on the Xbox because to me it seems like like there are plenty of Xbox games that are very very hardcore. Yeah, but there's a certain level where you pass that to me is like, oh, that's for like European PC game players. <laughs> and this is like this is like right on that cusp. Well it's me. developed by European yeah, PC exactly, players. Yeah. So it's it's made in part by Bohemia, who uh, you know, they most famously made Arma. But yes. people more commonly might know them because you buy Arma these days <laughs> yeah. to get into Daisy. Daisy. Right. So um but yeah, it's it's really interesting. You're like a carrier and you're 
you uh, are trying to capture these islands, and the way you do it is you either order your units in a tactical mode to just go and capture certain points in the island, or you can order them out and then take direct control of your units and actually participate in like third or first person battles. Yeah, it's like a it's like a real time strategy game that lets you spontaneously turn it into an action game if you want to. Basically, Correct, yeah. right? Um, really interesting looking. Like like I'm curious to see how that one comes. It's coming out before the end of this year. You know, for both platforms, sometime in September is kind of yep. what they guess to me. So. I would yeah. say uh, you, people should be cautiously optimistic we'll, for that uh, one. We'll have a preview written by Sir Anthony himself coming yes, up very soon. very soon on the site. Naomi Kyle, what keeps you busy at home these days? Um, I uh, shamefully recently picked up a Minecraft. I knew you were about to say shamefully. Don't say shamefully. There's, not, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing shameful about this. I just, mean, it's a, gr- it's a great... Pa- it just, you know, wastes all my time, but it's a great, fun game. And I Are you playing it on PC deal. or Xbox? I'm on Xbox. Which just I know lining, is, you're lining Notch's pockets even more. Yeah, uh, it's just it, I don't know. There's something really addictive about it, and um, which is why now I've recently decided to pull away from it, and I've taken on the new Walking Dead uh, episodes. Good move. Which I yes. love very so good. much. They are so good, and yeah, just totally gets you in from the moment you start playing. Mitch and I were just yesterday starting to cut together. We're working on our, our yearly top 25 Xbox 360 games mm. list, which all of the IGN channels here do, all the gaming yeah. channels. And since neither Mitch nor myself were here a year ago, we decided we're not even going to look at the old list. Screw it. We're just going to burn it, and we're going to start from scratch. Nice. And I think until that's a we, good idea. Thanks. And until we realized that, oh, we're going to do a separate list for Live Arcade, Walking Dead was on the list, even though there were only two of the five episodes that were like, this is making the list. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So far, what's been out there is so great, though. It's amazing. I have no, I would, you know, I've played both of those two, and I would have no problem with that being on top 20. If the next three episodes are garbage, it would still be like two of the best games I've played all year. Yeah. And which is, so like Telltale, you usually think that, um, Coming from Jurassic Park and all those other point-and-click games. I don't know. I just uh, was a little surprised and actually just pleased with it. Yeah, I I went to the initial announcement event for uh, for that game, and they also announced that they had, like, I think King's, King's, King's Quest. Oh, yeah, I remember that event. But, you know, the, obviously the big announcement for them was Walking Dead, and at the time yeah. everyone was like, that's really exciting, but yeah, also... Like, how are you going to do that? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. how is Telltale going to make a game as violent and intense and as Walking Dead? As the, yeah, because the comics turns are out, intense. Yeah, and it turns out it's the arguably the best game they've ever yeah. made. Oh, uh, I think it, it most definitely Thank is. God. <laughs> I mean, I liked the Sam Max games, but they're very quirky, and they... Yeah. they Puzzles are You know, you've played that before. You've played old Sam Max. Walking Dead is kind of unlike anything else I've really played, so... Agreed. All right, we'll come right back and do what few news stories we have this week in the News Unlocked. IGN's Xbox 360 Podcast, the Podcast Unlocked presents the News Unlocked! Mitchell Dyer has abandoned us. Actually, he's just doing some last-minute show prep. Bastard. He'll be right back. Show up on time, ready for work. I'm docking him some pay. Uh, But let's get started with the news this week. Here's one that probably not many people outside of this building will really give two shits about, but it kind of matters, sort of. It's E3 is the industry's biggest event every year. It, It built up to this massive thing years ago. It became a mainstream event that even, that would be the one time of year where like CNN or all the mainstream media outlets would cover it. And then it's like the publishers, it, the, the, the stakes escalated so high, publishers were literally, literally spending millions of dollars on their booths with 
booth babes and sound systems and giant displays. And they finally all went, wait a minute, we don't want to spend this much money anymore. We're pulling out. And then E3 crashed and burned into this, like a media, all these meteor fragments that scattered around Santa Monica. And there was one year, I think it was 2007. Yeah, it was, like right, it was right before I went. So yeah. yeah, where E3 was at a little, well, technically it was at a hangar, a small airport hangar at a, like a regional airport in Santa Monica. And, but it was really at a bunch of hotels right Correct. along the Pacific Coast Highway. And it was just a bizarre E3. Nobody paid attention to it. It kind of sucked. And then after that, everybody went, oh, maybe we should go ahead and go back to the convention center where people will pay attention to us again. And ever since then, it's been slowly building back up into this big thing. But now there's this small issue of the NFL, Anthony. It, yeah, I take it you're I, aware of this situation. I, they're basically redoing most of the convention center, right? Isn't they, are tearing yeah, a lot tearing of it, it down. down. Yeah. Yeah, the, the E3's home for all but one year of the last 10 like or so 15, years. I mean, right? of course, it, it, oh, was, it, in, was, in it was in Atlanta, Atlanta for a bit, but uh, E3's right. longtime home. Yes, the, the NFL, the, LA keeps saying, we want an NFL team. And, well, you had two, you morons, and yeah. you, let them, they, you let them leave town, and didn't, no one seemed to care in L.A., but anyway, they're making overtures again. They want a football team in L.A. So like, okay, we'll build you a stadium, and then you'll give us a team, right? You'll give yeah. us a team. Seriously, guys, we'll, we'll build it. We'll build it right in the middle of town where you can't even miss it. And they want to build it right on top of the oh convention center site. So I'm sure that if, if for this town it makes a lot of financial sense, like a huge football stadium right next to the Lakers, you know, where the yeah, Lakers Staples play, it'll be, it'll be a huge right. deal for them. But Yeah, so... If this happens, they're they're talking about breaking ground before E3 next year, which would mean taking a chunk of the convention center and just like cutting it off, like like you're just performing a lobotomy on it. Just there goes the West Hall, <laughs> it's gone. And so, what would happen to E3? So after this year, everybody's like, okay, where is E3 going to be? Mitch, where do you want E3 to be? Not if, in Los Angeles. Not in Los Angeles. Anywhere good answer. San Francisco. The question would be is, nice. yes, I want it to be San Francisco in the same place where they hold GDC every year, and where like, most game developers live, and a lot of game publications. Like it's just easier yeah. in general. There's it would a major make total sense. Naomi, exactly. I take it you want you want to, Montreal. You want the show to go to Montreal. I would I mean, love that. I would. I'd be down for that. Attention to Canada is, is a plus for me. But um, <laughs> everyone else would have to get their passports. We'd be fine. Yeah, you guys could come on. Put in a little work for Canada. Do it. <laughs> I on, I think I want to go to Vegas for E3. I think that's See, that's where I'm with you. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, it's the, the 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 argument against that I think is the the, the distractions around, but it's Vegas. They have Such they have CES there. They yeah. have uh, I don't don't they have like the adult porn awards there too? Probably. Isn't that like a big thing? Um, yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all Anthony knows but, about but, that. No, but I will say that you're right though, because they have a convention center that can handle it. Not yeah. to mention every hotel around there has massive spaces to and to inexpensive hotel rooms. Right, right. And part. so there's inexpensive. There's a ton of hotel rooms, and there's massive uh, hotel meeting rooms where companies could hold their own pre E three things. Exactly. Like everything's yes. there to handle all that capacity. Yeah, they even have monorails to take you from from hotel to hotel. It's true. From you place never to have place. to go outside if you don't monorail. want to. Monorail. <laughs> But uh, E3 will not be in Vegas. Where will it be? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a lot. I, I was throwing story. you guys the news story. Someone uh, take it. 
Uh, it says it's staying in LA for the next three years. Yes. Do you read our news blog, Roll <laughs> Anthony? <laughs> I, I am. I am uh, so. Charles is out this week, and I am so swamped without yeah. my leader. So yeah, you're you're covering. You're covering your bases. Um, but it, I, 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 that's kind of disappointing in a way. I would love for it to be somewhere different. You know, when the when the news first broke that it was gonna. Uh, leave LA, you know, it was talks to Chicago, there was talks right. to New York, yeah. talks to San Francisco, like all those sounded really exciting to me just because it was something different. Yes. I'm not a big LA fan. God, so If it were New York, I would eat myself to death during E3 week. Yes. There's no yep. better place on this planet to eat Pizza, than New York, if you ask me. hot dogs, yes. put them in me. Anything yeah. you want. Anything you want, Sarah. But <laughs> but the thing about their, the uh, ESA, that's the uh, company, the association that runs E3, the weird thing about their announcement was that they were like, they sort of danced around the whole football stadium thing. They're like, well, it'll be an E3 at the convention center and other venues, insert air quotes here for radio listeners. Well, where the hell else are you going to go in Hotels. L.A. if the convention center Hotels. goes away? Yeah, that's but all then, I can imagine. Aren't we just in the same problem we had before Correct. in Santa Monica? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, the only reason I can imagine they're doing that is because maybe LA is like giving them some sort of benefits to like, please stay here because we need be. the money, you know? Yeah, I, you must be right because, uh, but it, I don't know. It, the whole thing. Let's just not go. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not going to E3 next year. Sorry, readers. We'll just and boycott it. kill E3. I mean, <laughs> no. Would it be so bad? E3 will always go on, even if everyone dies. It will still, <laughs> a show will randomly occur every year where people will spend far too much money. Even if it's after the zombie apocalypse, It'll randomly the first week of June, zombies will just congregate in Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. Video games. Give it to us. But, so uh, E3 sticking around in LA in some capacity for the next three years even though the ESA themselves apparently doesn't even know what that means. So, way to go, games industry. Uh Yeah. What else? Uh, Also this week, we are all hunger. We hunger like zombies for Grand Theft Auto V. Any shred of anything we can get. People love it. Um, Naomi, I I take it people ask you on the street, where is Grand Theft Auto V? (laughs) Everywhere. You Aren't you that Naomi star, girl? Don't you? Where's the GTA? <laughs> Tell me now. I've seen you on IGN. <laughs> what do you know about GTA 5? Tell me. When's it coming out? So uh, uh, they had a they had a investor conference call this week, and at the end of these calls, so they say, okay, here's how much money we made. That was either good or bad, uh, more or less than we thought, and then here's our fiscal outlook for the next quarter. And then the second half of it is they take. Q&A from, from investors on the phone, which to, all you have to do is be a stockholder, and then you are technically an investor, and you can get in on the conference call. So, uh, of course, everyone, all anyone cares about, every single one was, where's Grand Theft Auto V? Right, where's if Grand you're an Theft investor, that's going to determine how your quarter goes. Yeah, yeah, in, oh, all, yeah. in all seriousness, not just as gamers, you're yeah. right, Anthony, you're talking, th- this guides the, the financial outlook for the entire company, whether you want to buy their stock or sell it. Right. Um, so what did they say, Mitch? They said, "Oh yeah, that game's it, it's, it exists." So I, heard, I heard they were, were they were, were missed to even mention it by name. Yeah, they, they were like the, the, the game next Grand is... Theft, the next edition of the Grand Theft Auto franchise. Yeah, never once on that call did they say Grand Theft Auto Five, even though we know that's what it's called. Yeah, there's and, and there's a, a secret. There's a V five Roman numeral logo with like a dollar bill thing on it. <laughs> like it's it has a name. Yep, I don't understand. They've announced it. They've screenshots they released them on the blog there's all sorts of just say it just say gta 5 yeah they uh they were not clear at all about gta 5 in any capacity 
there were mentions that, yeah, it's in full development, which we knew. I, I assumed it's been in full development. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, well, you know, we've kind of just been dicking around with it for we, the last 24 months. Toyed with the idea. Weren't sure if it was going to go anywhere. Uh, now so, we've committed. Uh, yeah, we built, we built San Andreas, Los Angeles, and decided, eh, yeah, you know, we're, we're just moving on from the Grand Theft Auto franchise. We hate money. We're thinking uh, Lincoln, Nebraska instead. We're going <laughs> to render that. So C- the CEO of the company, Strauss Zelnick, commented that Grand Theft Auto V is in, as Mitch said, quote, full development, and that Rockstar has made, quote, substantial progress. Good job. Good job. On the game's, game quote, vast, detailed open world setting. God, could it sound any more corporate? I just think, tell me what you guys think. I think they're stringing along the investors at this point because Rockstar clearly has them by the nutsack on this. Like, oh, they're, yeah. They're yeah. not putting it out until they want to. Yeah. yeah. And Which is great for gamers. Sure. It's bad for investors, though. Yes. Which they want think... a date of when, of when they can expect yeah. to see a rise in the company's stock, you know. And the fact that they didn't do anything with it during that call leads me to believe that eh, it's probably not that quarter. Who's holding the detonator? I mean, I, my, Tell me. my guess is that part of the problem is that it's it's probably you know not for this generation of systems. So they're like, well, it kind of depends on when the systems you know, launch and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that so. could be. Could that be a possibility? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with Anthony. Crazy. I think they're going to lead on next gen platforms. Exactly. I think they're going to have a 360 and a PS3 version, right? Just like they had, just like they've done. Uh, you know, they've. Well, I guess they haven't really done it recently, but I mean, a lot of games that come out on that cusp area do tend to do both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think you're right because next generation platforms don't officially exist yet or have an announcement. Yeah, for they're a they're not. Date. They're just like, oh, whatever. We know, we know they exist. That's about yeah. it. Though. Why don't they just announce the PC version and circumvent all this <laughs> crap? And then we're like, well, this is the PC version. Here's some PC shots, which will then magically turn into Xbox 720 and sure, PS4 sure, shots. sure. I guess it's just that everyone else would be like, well, what other platforms is coming on? And then they'd have to be like. We don't know yet. Yeah, <laughs> just like of course you know. Was that Bane? That was very close to Bane. That yeah, was I very thought close so too. To Bane. Uh, I don't even know. Now, it's, now, now it's just slipping into my everyday discourse. Yeah. You're becoming Bane. I wish take I'd... off your shirt. I want to see if there's scars all I down your spine. Your you might shirt. be Bane. I wish if I was becoming Bane, I would not be able to wear this shirt because I would be so ripped. Don't take off that shirt. It makes you look dapper. You're looking good. Thanks. Sometimes <laughs> the pit sends something back, Master Wayne. <laughs> Oh, I know. I can see Mitch's blood just start to boil because he's the Dark Knight Returns defense force in the movie. office. Hey, me too. I'm, like, I'm only the defense force because people are like, you like that movie? You're dumb. No, I, Here's well, why I haven't it's said bad that. and you're dumb and wrong. <laughs> Earlier, there was a story I had that didn't get read and published for a short period of time. And our news editor was like, sorry, the story didn't get published. That's my fault. And I said, no, it's perfectly okay because you were defending the Dark Knight. <laughs> and that's why I didn't get read. And I'm okay with that. So. Naomi, Kyle, where do you stand on the Dark Knight Returns? Rises. This is, I, I had a whatever. bad experience That's the comic book. Two so. very different things. Yeah, I was watching it way too... We, you were there, Anthony. We were far yeah, too we, close. We had we some crap seats. We were far too close. And so it was hard to get the t- like the pacing of it and everything. So I don't know. I feel like I have to go back and watch it just to be sure. What a but political for answer. Part, <laughs> for the most part, I really liked it. I mean, it was enjoyable. I don't think it was the best of the trilogy, though. Sit closer to the screen. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, if you just have giant Bane seared directly into your yes. eyeballs, it will go over much better. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, speaking of next generation, how's that for a segue, huh? Are we not professionals in here or what? <laughs> Next generation Xbox development kit photos have shown up online thanks to some apparently batshit insane developer. Yeah, that who, guy's crazy. Yeah, who's just like risking everything. And Ooh, he had, I don't like my career. I guess he has a. I'm told by our news editor, Andrew Goldfarb, that he has a really whacked out Twitter feed. 
Yeah, I, I haven't surprise, read it. Surprise! But he does have an Xbox dev kit that uh, he attempted to sell. Yes, it's funny those photos that we have up of it uh, currently. You know, it's basically it's it's just a PC. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny it's part. A, it's a black crate with some guts inside. I mean, and then that's not surprising, right? Like, uh, you know, all, if I had to guess what the next generation of hardware running it running on, it would basically be like what you would get on a pretty decent current gen pc yeah. it's probably my pc that i built last exactly year. it probably it's is probably that. you have a, you have an xbox 720 dev kit i <laughs> in my home yeah i can send you photos and you play but you play current generation games on it my mind is blown backwards compatible Woo! <laughs> i mean it's, also it's, steam compatible you know it doesn't have to do that much to be a much more powerful system and do a lot more on a console just because like the current xbox has what 512 megs of ram correct yeah it needs like, more ram know, and physics exactly physics and a better video card you know a better video yep. chip so yeah um, i um the the funny thing is, last generation, all the alpha kits were Macintosh. They were G5s. They yes. were literally silver towers. Yes, we have those in the office right now. We yeah. have old Xbox de- or 360 <laughs> dev kits that we use for video. I remember editing. the first the first Xbox 360 game I ever played. I I had an exhibitor badge at E3 that year, 2005. So I I walked in early before the show opened and walked up to 2K's kiosk and they had. Top Spin 2 kiosks, and, you know, they hadn't sealed everything up yet, but it was on, and so it's just, yeah, just down in an unlocked cabinet, there was a Mac G5 with the 360 controller plugged in via USB and Top Spin 2 running, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to just play this for a few minutes, and... There you go. That was how the next generation began for a young Ryan McCaffrey. And people say there aren't any games on Apple. All the Xbox library. (laughs) Exactly. That's the catch. So, uh, did I miss anything? Was there anything else in the news? I mean, Naomi, Kyle, you do our daily fix. You cover all the big headlines. That's right. It's has it been has it really been this slow, or am I missing something? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty slow, actually. Pretty much all the stuff you talked about now is like the big stuff. Maybe yeah. we should give up on this Xbox thing and just talk about iPhone five rumors. That, maybe that one. Really <laughs> oh well, yeah, that was actually part of one of the stories that Windows we had on Surface. Fix. Yeah. This has a date, yay. yay. Yeah, I mean, th- it doesn't surprise me that news is slowing down a little bit, especially yeah. as we come towards the end of this generation and stuff. Like, and the Olympics. Everything's I mean, I, doesn't that take up much of the news these days? Uh, that's a good question. The tape-delayed I Olympics? I don't know that anyone cares about the Olympics anymore. And the, yeah. the most I watched was the second I saw as I sprinted past it in our lunchroom coming back up when here. you were practicing for the exactly olympics. yeah it made me feel awful watching the olympics go <gasps> say wait a minute mitch you don't sprint i've never Only seen you sprint. I sprint for listener emails and that's all you're a good man you're dedicated to the cause uh we'll get to those in a second but first wallets unlocked the marketplace report mitchell dyer hi What's going on? Hey. What can we spend our hard-earned cash on this week? So, once again, slow period. Not a whole lot. It's a lot it. of people are holding their games for the fall right now. Yeah, and it's going to get ridiculous. Like, we're going to spend 45 minutes in two months doing this, uh, this this year's section. But right now, it's really laid back. The only retail game this month, or week, not this month, is uh, Risen 2 Dark Waters, which is a PC game that Charles reviewed. Yeah, he thought it was okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first Risen... So this game, I think their name's Piranha Bytes. Piranha Bytes, correct. Um, they develop really rough but really charming RPGs. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that are much, like, like the first Risen was, like, way more hardcore than something like Fable. Risen 2, they've definitely, like, pulled back on some of the more mm-hmm. hardcore mechanics and tried to make it a little bit more user-friendly and appeal to a much wider audience and... 
you know, this well, this one's all your. It's a direct sequel from the original game. You're a continuation of the character only. Now you're a pirate. Yep, the pirate thing is what it makes me go, ooh, okay. That game probably not for me, but I'll. Play well, you know, this. it kind of reminds me. It it's the closest I guess we're ever going to get to that uh, canceled Pirates of the Caribbean game that. Um, what's their faces? Propaganda uh, yeah, was working. I was thinking on. paranoia, but no. That which was basically fable, but with Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. on it. And uh, yeah, it's. It's typical Eastern European RPG, isn't it? It's, isn't it's, it, it can so. be very hardcore, and it's also very crude at times, which yeah. is another thing they love like, to do that way. Super, like Eastern European role-playing games, for whatever reason, tend to be really awesomely ambitious, mm-hmm. but then the not, but really lacking polish a lot yeah, of the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, these guys are very small studios a lot of times, and with very tiny QA departments, and being published by smaller publishers, yep. and so. Everything just kind of comes together, and it feels a little patchwork. But that being said, usually the games have so much charm and, and fun to them that you, it's, you'll find a very passionate audience that looks past all that, and they're like, this is the greatest game I've ever played, despite whatever problems it has. I yeah. saw Charles throw a parrot in a man's face and then kick him in the balls. Yep. So, you can do that, and you can I'm do voodoo put magic. That, put that on the box. I know. <laughs> There's I know. the box quote. IGN says, I saw, <laughs> a ma- I saw the player throw a parrot in a man's face and kick him in the balls. Done. You, you fight so, however you have to. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that that's the only thing on retail. Uh, live our kids this week is Deadlight, which Ryan really loves. Are or you the, drawing I Randall to, right there? So I, is that just, Randall? It just started on, as a dude, but I guess it kind of could be. That looks like looks the hero like, from Deadlight to <laughs> me. This is scrappy. He's bearded, even dude. silhouetted. So Deadlight. Sort of. I mean, that's like uh, the second game of Summer Arcade. Is that what it is? No, the we're third. up to the third, the third. already. Oh yeah, yeah. because Reketeer. Tony Hawk, Reketeer, the Deadlight, and then we'll finish up. So next week's Hybrid. Which will have uh, Jeremiah Salaska in here to talk to us about that one. I'm curious about that one. Me too. But Deadlight is the one that, of all of them, I was looking forward to the most. You so and me I both. I haven't had a chance to play it just yet. I have a code, but I'm going to play. Just haven't had a chance. Yeah, you'll have to come back and report from the field uh, what you think. Because it's a really interesting, really pretty game. Have you played it yet, Naomi? I saw, I've i read a lot on it. I haven't played it That's yet. That's like though. the same thing. Yeah, I basically know. <laughs> Close what enough. The game is now that I've read everything. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool little interesting game. It's it's one of those games that isn't necessarily doing anything incredibly new, right. but it's just yeah. like here's some shit that's cool that you like, and it's smashed together. It and just looks so good. Yeah, yeah. The it's art directions, it's like, it's just like hot sex. That art direction in that game, isn't it? Yeah. It's just like, oh my god. They managed to make <laughs> it look uh, fairly like a good blend of like keeping it feeling like a classic arcade game, but they made exactly. it a lot more realistic looking yeah. than you would the, expect. Yeah. You know, we're moving up in the future here. We want arcade games to look awesome. Yeah, with some sort of, <laughs> their comic book panel style cutscenes, which will should Ooh, should tickle any. Mitch's fancy quite yeah. a lot. Cool. Uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, the Marketplace, there's a demo for Transformers Fall of Cybertron, and that demo is no joke. So What's that mean? They, this, this, so this demo is ridiculous. It's amazing. There's, there are two single-player missions, one of which is the very first one with Bumblebee. So it's it's during the arc escape, and it, it doesn't go well if you know anything about Transformers. So you make your way through the ship, and you fight some some Decepticons, and then the next one is what well, is called Fall of Cybertron, right? The right. S- I mean, spoiler: bad yeah. things are going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and then the second mission is the Vortex mission, which you've seen in gameplay videos and read about in previews, where you're a jet and a helicopter and a regular on foot transformer. I'm a jetacopter. Yeah. Oh my god, that's I the forgot best which name. guy that was. Yeah. We'll continue. Yeah, yeah. So I try. His, his mission is like you take out this giant gun and you you're in this massive arena and this is the one that they they constantly say they being uh, High Moon Studios, the developer. They always say like this is the biggest possible space that can be rendered within Unreal Engine three. Huh. So when you play that mission, fun fact about that mission. So in addition to that, there's a multiplayer mode that's just accessible. Uh, in can, the demo? In the demo, yeah. So you can play the multiplayer. There's uh, 
There's customization options. You can't access anything, obviously, because it's just a demo. But you can see what the customization looks like. You can see uh, how your robot parts change out, your shoulders and your chest and your legs and stuff. And Brian Altano and I did a, a commentary video on that. Just kind of showing, like, this is what robots look like. And this is what they'll look like when you change them around. So that's that's a pretty substantial demo. Robots in disguise. Indeed. That, that, that... Those series of games have been pretty surprising. Just yeah. because when we all heard about it, we're like, a movie tie-in game, mm-hmm. going to be garbage. But it wasn't. And then, yeah, High Moon, those guys make pretty decent games. Yeah. The I wonder if, game was I good, wonder too. if that's attributable at all to the fact that our generation is now taking over the entertainment industry and, in turn, the world. Like, we're people that were of the age that we grew up on the Generation 1 Transformers, and now we're developing the games. And I, think, I think part of it, too, is that game development budgets have become so big that... So when they tell you it's going to cost like $30 million to develop a Transformers game and you're like, well, we'll spend like 12 on that in license. It's not so bad because then you still have a decent amount of money so you can give it to a really talented smaller studio right. to make that game. Whereas back in the day it was like when game development budgets were a lot smaller. You're like, well, we spent all the money, a whole thing on the license. I don't know. It would take, well, let's take give it, that let's, old 7-Up yeah. game and change out the sprite. We're gonna, <laughs> let's see. We're going to have Hot Garbage Studios develop this for <laughs> exactly. us now. That's, that's, they're exactly. the only ones we can afford. Exactly. So, Mitch, should we... It sounds like this demo is substantial enough. Why should I even buy the full game? Because there's like 15 more <laughs> missions. That game's badass. I no, really it looks good. It. it does look good. And um, this one's not tied to a movie or anything like nope, that. And neither this was, is just uh, a, a Transformers love letter. Yeah, same same thing with uh, War for Cybertron, the okay. the game that preceded this, which is if you're on PC on sale right now for seven dollars on Steam, and you should absolutely buy it and play it because the game is awesome. So the question, of, really, the the make or break f- question for me about this Transformers game is, does Optimus Prime have his trailer, or is it just is he just no 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 well, no no trailer? So here's the thing. In this game, everyone—they're not on Earth, so they don't know what a tr- what a semi is yet. Right. So he isn't even a—he isn't a semi truck. What? At all. Yeah, he's like a space truck. So he's just this like weird oblong looking thing. You see, it still looks cool, but it's not a truck. But if you get the uh, uh, some pre-order bonus where it's like the G1 Super Pack or whatever the hell, you can get a G1 Optimus skin. I'm gonna need that. So he is like the flat-fronted tr- truck, no trailer, but he's hmm. he's got the the look. I. I- I just you know. Is it all about the trailer for you? It is. I had the toys when I was a kid. The the Optimus Transformer with with the tractor trailer that would unfold into something cool. I don't quite remember what, but they don't make toys like like they did when we no, were when we were young. True. It's just we grew, we grew up in the at the end of the awesome toy era. Yeah, if you were awesome, to awesome uh, look at toys and wonder how they tie in with movies, you would think Bane was a dual chain gun wieldings. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. The wow. Bane figure for Batman the Dark uh, the Dark Knight uh returns. Nope. Or sorry, rises. Gosh. Dark the fire rises. rises. Rises is is it's Bane wielding two chain guns, which is like that. <laughs> that never Spoilers, happens. that never happens. You have my permission to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, so let's see. That, that so that's what's doing, huh? Nothing there's that's nothing it. else of that interest. That is it. All right. Yeah, I mean, play that demo. Very slow time. I'm I'm going to play it. You should, because it's going to be the best. All right, we will come right back with uh, Raul Rubio, CEO and creative director at Tequila Works on Deadlight. Hope you enjoy the interview. Joining us all the way from what I presume to be is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I've never been, but would love to go someday. That's Madrid over in Spain. Raul Rubio, the CEO and creative director of Tequila Works, creators of this week's Xbox Live Arcade game, Deadlight, my favorite Xbox Live Arcade game of summer so far. Raul, welcome. 
Welcome, Ryan, uh, uh, thanks for the compliment. I mean, uh, means a lot for the team now. <laughs> thanks for, for, it's a pleasure being here. So, uh, yeah, the, through, the, through the power of the internet, through the magic of Skype, it's, like, it's <laughs> practically like you're sitting right here in the room with me, even though you're about uh, five or 6,000 miles away. Uh, appreciate <laughs> you taking time out of the end of your day, what is the very beginning of mine, to, uh, to chat with us. Well, to well, chat with is... me, I, I love. I say there's there's nobody else in the room. It's just me here. We're recording. I'm recording this in the early <laughs> well, morning but, <laughs> before anybody else gets to work. But um, don't well, worry, it's I, you on me. Yes, it is, and I've got plenty to ask you. I want to start with um, with sort of the background on Tequila Works. You know, your studio itself is new, but your team, yourself, and your team has worked everywhere. At least according to Wikipedia, you guys have folks from. Uh, Mercury Steam, Blizzard, even Weta Digital, among others. How did you assemble everybody and in Spain, of all places? With all due respect, Spain is uh, not the first place you might think of for a lot of game development, the way you know Montreal uh, in Canada is a very much a hot spot. So how did, how did the studio come together? Well, uh, that's right. I mean, uh, we are based in Madrid, which is probably one of the last places you, you would think about uh, making games. But uh, yeah, uh, in late 2009, uh, we, we, well, we were some, a group of expats and, and, old, uh, and old veterans that had worked together in, in, in for example, projects like uh, Castlevania, Lord of Shadow for uh, Marcus Sting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, most of us... Uh, went outside because yeah spain is not that big a uh, place for uh, games industry i mean most most uh, most uh, game studios are really small or medium sized and uh, yeah some of them went to to blizzard uh, for example or lead environment artist oscar work six years in diablo 3 uh, wow. he actually made three diablo 3s in that yeah, time yeah i was to say that six years that's about half of the diablo 3 development cycle yeah, uh, he worked in, in three iterations of, of Diablo 3. <laughs> so uh, the, the second one was really good, actually. And uh, our lead, uh, I mean, uh, uh, or one of the folders, uh, Logan, went to Weta Digital and he was working in Avatar, the movie. Wow. Uh, yeah, I was the only one who uh, couldn't find my way. So I went to Japan after <laughs> working with Konami. And uh, I was uh, wandering around and uh, thinking about life. And well, uh, in that time, uh, the, the uh, digital distribution platforms like XBLA or well PSM mm -hmm. were starting to uh, develop beyond all arcade uh, ports, and they started to appear some interesting games. And uh, well, uh, we decided that uh, we could. Uh, get together again. Okay. We asked uh, Cesar, our art director, uh, to come back from uh, Liverpool. He was in Sony Computer Entertainment working in uh, Motorstorm. He also worked in Heavy Rain. Wow. And yeah, as you can see, we were working in, in AAA uh, games, big projects, uh, well, big budget and mm, a lot of time of <laughs> development. And uh, we wanted to to go back uh, to the to our sources. I mean, uh, enjoy again with uh, what we do, and uh, focus on creating small, tasteful things that, uh, well, in time, that uh, became the motto of Tequila Works. And uh, well, mm, we started just two people. We grew up to twelve, 
Actually, the airline has been developed by 12 people most of the time, except the last six months uh, that we grew up to the huge uh, team of 24. <laughs> it's not <laughs> that big, but of course, uh, well, uh, they are all very talented, except me that <laughs> I, I just was there. And uh, well, that, that was the beginning. I mean, the, the, the name Tequila Works also comes from, from there. So we want this. Yeah, please go ahead. So I, it, it, this explains the background of all your of all your team. Explains why the game very much looks like a sixty dollar AAA super high production title. Um, what when when you're building the game, and obviously, so then you're shopping around. Did, so did did you show it to Sony and to Microsoft, and were they fighting over you uh, to see you know? Or did did you? How did it come to end up being? Uh, an Xbox Live Arcade exclusive. Well, that's a long story, so I, I will do <laughs> a resume. Uh, at first, uh, we were uh, we were self-financed. I mean, uh, we were going to to develop and publish the game ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had made some some money, not much money, but the the idea was to create a, a game. I mean, with a episodic uh, based on episodic format, uh, like a TV series. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, mind that by that time there was no The Walking Dead TV series or, or stuff. So uh, the idea was uh, to develop some kind of Alan Wake uh, kind of experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, when we started to show it to get accepted as a official developer for PSN or XBLA, uh, Sony was really interested in, in the game. And they also, uh, well, we we had a series of meetings to get the uh, well to get to enter the Pathfinder project uh, program. We mm-hmm. we we entered it, but uh, of course, well, uh, Microsoft appeared. They were far far faster, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, than Sony, and they they got the the deal. I mean, they offer a very good uh, deal. So, um, so well, Microsoft basically just swooped in and stole you guys from right on right <laughs> out from under Sony. Is that what you're saying? Well, you can say that way, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're we're very happy with Microsoft actually. <laughs> what now, you guys? The game looks amazing, and that's largely due, I think, to the art direction, which explains you know you had an art director from Blizzard of all of all places, a company known for their amazing art. For the yeah. technology behind the game, you use the Unreal Engine three. And yep. uh, so did Shadow Complex, which is a game, which is, of course, a similar game. You know, Deadlight reminds me a bit, certainly in overall style of Shadow Complex. Did Shadow Complex influence the game at all? Did you see that and go, hey, you know what, That's that could work really well? Or did you see it and go, oh, we, we're making something like that. Maybe we should use Unreal Engine 3. Yeah, was the the, the former. I, I mean the latter. <laughs> uh, we were uh, from the the first speed painting that uh, Caesar made. Uh, it was already two D, and mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, uh, well, uh, we were living together and uh, uh, well, we went to the gym together, and we were talking all day and all night about the uh, what the, the concept for the game was, and and, and somehow I, I found the connection between. Not Shadow Complex, but uh, these old cinematic games that were, well, the cinematic platformers in the 80s and late, uh, early 90s, like Prince of Persia or Out of This World or Flashback. Yes. And uh, we started to develop the, the gameplay based on that. 
Then, we, when we were looking uh, for an engine, because uh, we knew that we were very good with art and the visual style, but uh, we didn't have uh, well a powerhouse. Uh, power ah, sorry, <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah, you needed. Uh, <laughs> you needed. You had. You had the the art talent and the the design talent, but you just were looking for a more. Uh, off-the-shelf, out-of-the-box technology package to help help you exactly. go faster. Exactly. Yeah, we, we didn't want to uh, spend uh, five years, six years developing our own technology. One, and it wasn't going to be the best available technology because we are a very small studio. So, okay, we started to consider different options uh, from, I mean, Unity and Unreal and uh, even Car Engine. And Unreal 3, well, I think it's 3.5. Uh, was the best option and uh, we were very glad uh, because uh, we just called Marraine uh, yeah. for some reason we were silly enough to, to think okay uh, we will call him and <laughs> he will listen to us <laughs> and he did <laughs> so uh, he's a very nice guy and, well, of course uh, he's, he's got an engine to sell you of course he's going to be nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah well but we are Spanish so uh, when somebody is nice to you we think that he's nice and <laughs> I, he, we really think he's nice, and uh, yeah, we got the the engine, and then uh, they well they they give you some samples of of code, right. and uh, Shadow Complex was one of them, and we were very surprised because most concepts that we wanted to develop were already there. Uh, we did our best not to copy them, <laughs> but as as you can see, if you play uh, Deadlight, is not similar at all to Shadow Complex beyond the the graphics. Right. Uh, we wanted to to bring back this uh, this uh, flavor, this nostalgia. Nostalgia. No, so, so, sorry, my English is really crappy. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Nostalgia. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, you you hit on it. I was going to ask you if flashback or out of this world were inspirations because I I don't know. I mean I don't know about you. I'm I'm 31 and so I remember as a as a kid playing flashback and out of this world and being completely blown away and how th those were just amazing games that were were very enveloping and and you just said so. It sounds like those were very much inspirations for you as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh all, all the time, uh, we were just uh, having a flashback, and no pun intended, uh, from these <laughs> games. Every time we, we thought about a, a mechanic uh, or a, a new feature, and uh, the 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 well, the challenge here uh, was finding the the balance between challenge and frustration, because these games were really, I mean, they they were die hard. Yes. Uh, they were really, really, really hard, and uh, a misstep meant death, and you had to start over again. And in Prince of Persia, well, the timer meant that you could reach the end of the game, but you were just late, and you couldn't save the princess, <laughs> and you have to start over again. So they were really punishing. And uh, we wanted to, uh, to keep the target that uh, we wanted to make the game for people in their 30s. I mean, people who had played these games in the 80s. So, well, I have been reading some reviews and perhaps <laughs> we didn't uh, find the mm, precise balance between challenge and frustration, but uh, don't worry, we will take note for well, the future. Well, forget about other reviews. The IGN review is the <laughs> only one you need. Click on IGN.com <laughs> right now and read it or watch the video review or both. Um, Absolutely. Raul, I want to ask you why, okay, so, you know, you're, you're a group, you're a... a a group of developers in Madrid. 
Why mm-hmm. set the game in Seattle of all places? And even more so, I want to know, where did the idea come from? Why is the game set in 1986? Well, we wanted, uh, and, uh, well, this is a compliment actually to Seattle, but uh, we wanted to set the, the, the game in a, in a depressing place. Uh, I mean, uh, but whether uh, a big, uh, a magnificent uh, natural surroundings, I mean, mm-hmm. Buddha mountains, great weather, uh, because uh, we wanted the player to, to feel vulnerable, alone, uh, fragile. And uh, the 80s setting is uh, mainly for uh, the feeling of uh, paranoia and fear associated right. with the Cold War. I mean, uh, the 80s now can be bright colors and horrible hairdos and stuff. <laughs> But uh, in that in those days, if you remember right, uh, there was this uh, constant fear uh, for a nuclear war, and uh, the 80s were the beginning of the end of, of the Cold War. So uh, we just took that uh, concept and started to develop, well, uh, what would happen if we remove civilization in that scenario? Mm-hmm. So that's the reason for the zombie outbreak. I mean, we didn't intend to make a, a game about zombies. Zombies are just an extra element. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ending of the game because it's only just out today. For mo- you know, Most people are just starting to play it today. But did you guys plan the ending to, to be that way? Uh, or did, did, did it get changed at some point during development? Because it was a, quite a surprise for me, the way the game ends up. Well, actually, the, the original ending, yeah, we, we changed the ending. Huh. But this is the happy ending. <laughs> I mean, there, there was a far darker one. And uh, we were considering it to, to include it as uh, if you get the 100% of, of the game, we right. give you the, the, the five, I mean, the, the real uh, ending. But, uh, well, uh, perhaps uh, it was too dark and mature for a downloadable game. So maybe next time. <laughs> well, I would say, or you know, if you ever want to release it, you can. We can. We can put it up on. We can put up the video on IGN.com, and yeah. we can. We can. We can have, do that as an exclusive feature. That I would love to see. <laughs> I, well, I think everybody loves alternate endings, right? Any any movie with a director's cut DVD, everybody loves alternate endings. So I hope you guys will share that at some point. Okay, we will release it in the director's cut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how is developing for digital platforms better than doing a, a bigger budget retail game? Or, or conversely, how is it worse, too? Because what, what, what do you feel are the pros and cons of it? Okay, uh, well, uh, it's actually much more faster. I mean, you, you need to be very agile. Uh, you need to be very uh, have sharp uh, uh, instincts. I mm-hmm. mean, you need... Uh, to react very fast uh, because everything happens uh, well uh, at a different time rate that a big project. I mean, in a big project, uh, you know uh, how much time and uh, well, you you have no idea what will happen when you release because it's years away and uh, you don't know nothing about your competition or the technology that will be there. Right. And uh, even the, the, the project itself, you, you must uh, work with so many things that uh, sometimes you don't even know them. And uh, in Deadlight, for example, the philosophy was that everybody should contribute to the project to make it their own. I mean, Deadlight right. uh, uh, Tequila Works is based on... on on co- collaboration, confidence, and compromise. Mm-hmm. That means that, well, we work by objectives, and that means that 
everybody is responsible of their own work because we are so small that everybody uh, we are like a soccer team or well or, right. or perhaps everybody a has to everybody has to pull their own weight yeah and everybody knows exactly how the the others uh, work and uh, what uh, for example me as a creative director i know what are the what the strengths and weaknesses uh, everybody has uh, everybody has so uh, I, I well uh, working that way we can we can push uh, farther than the original uh, deadline and scope and for example the art is uh, well the best uh, the best example like I, I can give you because uh, originally the game was going to be <laughs> Black and white. I mean, just like the original Day of the Living Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Right. Sorry. Or or Limbo uh, for that matter. Or Limbo, yeah, uh, with no textures at all. And uh, well, yeah, probably uh, we were working on that, and then they started to show videos about Limbo, and it was like, okay, <laughs> we cannot <laughs> do that <laughs> because they will think that <laughs> well, that uh, is very similar or too similar. So yeah, we we but uh, the main reason that uh, was that, uh, uh, for example, indoors uh, working with no textures made everything very plain, very uh, very it wasn't very good looking. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started to add some textures only for well for. Uh, the rooms and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But to add some detail and uh, well, to make lighting uh, work better in the, those areas. But yeah, it was so nice that we decided to add some minor touches uh, outdoors on the streets and stuff, and then the cars and then the people. And uh, well, step by step, we ended with the result you you can see uh, playing the game, which is uh, well uh, for. For a downloadable game, can be perhaps too much, but uh, we 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 knew that uh, make it. I mean, even if it's big or or small, no matter what, we wanted to pay well attention to detail at an obsessive level. Well, it's <laughs> so, funny. It's funny that you mentioned that it started out as a black and white game because for me, one of the most beautiful and striking parts of your art in the game mm -hmm. is the way. That Randall and the foreground are are in silhouette, whereas the the color is all in the background. So is that was was that a byproduct of the game originally starting in black and white? Uh, well, the the backlit effect was there even before the black and white. Okay. I mean, from the beginning, we knew that uh, as a consequence of the first speed painting, which uh, well were black silhouettes. We wanted to make uh, everything in the, in that world uh, shadows, and yeah, perhaps uh, some people didn't get it, but uh, but the zombies are, ca are named shadows because of that, because they are oh, okay. literally shadows. I mean, <laughs> you look at them and they are black, and, and you don't you cannot see them. But also for uh, Randall, uh, who well, who is very really depressed because the the world he knows uh, is dying. And uh, well, he lost his family and stuff. Uh, he considers the the zombies like uh, well shadows of their former selves. I mean, they are just empty shells, uh, right. undead, walking and stuff. So uh, well, it made sense to to make uh, to retain the the shadow uh, back backlit silhouette uh, theme. 
and uh, it worked very well, uh, but it was a nightmare. I mean, creating a whole game <laughs> in uh, uh, with a backlight, backlight <laughs> uh, is is not easy at all. I mean, because if you notice, uh, we have uh, well day night uh, right. down uh, all the <laughs> all the weather conditions and and all times and indoors and outdoors and it had to work. So we, we well, it was uh, luckily for us uh, we we had people from the movie industry and the comic book industry, and that uh, helped to to raise the bar. How the about graphics. how about for Randall? Where did you find the voice actor for him? Because he's I, he's got such a cool gravelly voice. I'd have <laughs> to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day and drink whiskey every <laughs> single night to ever hope to sound that cool. Well, uh, that's the way we uh, how we find it. Uh, we were in a bar <laughs> drinking tequila, and no, uh, he said uh, we wanted uh, Randall to be a Canadian. Uh, originally, the the game, if you remember, I told that it was going to be uh, episodic. Right. So uh, it started in Canada, and uh, you ended in Las Vegas, uh, perhaps uh, for the next time. I don't know. And uh, uh, well, we wanted a Canadian actor, and uh, Stephen Stephen Hughes is the is the actor. Happened to be in Madrid uh, at the time, uh, so uh, we got, we contacted him, and he was well, very friendly, very chatty. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a very rough voice uh, for us. Well, it sounded great, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I I have mixed reactions uh, to the voice. But uh, we think that really fits uh, the character of Randall. I mean, I think he's so. not a hero after all. He's just a survivor, and that should be the most important about the character. Right. What's your favorite of the the rest of your uh, your fellow Summer of Arcade games? Do you have a, are, are you looking forward to anyone in particular? Have you have you played them all yet? Of course. Well, I have played all of them, and very good games actually great games but uh, my favorite fight by far and i have played any time i have uh, i had the chance is dust and elysian Tales. yes and uh, i mean i had the opportunity the pleasure to meet dean dodrill at the paxist uh, he's such a lovely guy and he's a genius i mean you know that <laughs> dust has been made almost by one person and uh, the game is a hell of fun and well made with so much love and so much care that yeah that's probably my, my favorite yeah, well dean but, dean is going to be on the show in two weeks when when dust is coming out so i will i will pass along your your kind words to him a <laughs> uh, couple more questions before i let you go raul tim schaefer of course, of Double Fine, he's listed in the special thanks of Deadlight's credits. Is there what's yeah. what's the reason for that? <laughs> because he helped us a lot. I mean, he was one of the few that uh, believed in in ours uh, in our uh, project when uh, well when it was only just a few sketches and a, a crappy teaser trailer. So uh, he has been so supportive and has given us so many advices. Uh, every time we go to San Francisco, uh, we go to Double Fine, and it's like uh, going to meet your guru in the Tibet. <laughs> and you will go there with questions, and he's so calm and, well, with uh, his, his smile. And his, well, he likes to, to know all, all the answers. So oh, if Tim, if you are hearing this, 
please by the light. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he already has uh, the game. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he and Samurai from Hello Games mm -hmm. have been one of the, the persons uh, who, well, who are so thankful for all uh, they made. I mean, the philosophy is similar. Uh, we all want to, to do the same. Of course, we are just uh, the rookies, we are newbies, and uh, we are I mean, it will take uh, decades before we can even uh, look at the at the arts. But uh, I mean, they are so huge and at the same time so humble that they are a true inspiration for where, all of where us. Did you, how do you know Tim? Where did you meet him? I <laughs> know uh, this is a true story in a bar. <laughs> uh, I was uh, with uh, well, um, we we were in the. In, at GDC because uh, Microsoft wanted to uh, two weeks after uh, seeing that light they wanted to sign the contract so I told you they were fast yeah they moved right <laughs> in yeah and they're very direct uh, we love that and uh, we were invited to the to the Microsoft party uh, during GDC and it was like okay it was uh, with me Luz uh, or chairwoman uh and uh, Tatiana, our uh, design director, and his boyfriend was just a sneak uh, in the party. Uh, he was, uh, <laughs> well, we told that he worked for Tequila Wars. Uh, he, we are just liars. But uh, it was, uh, Tim was there with a couple of uh, guys from Double Fine. Uh, well, because they had the Double Fine logo in, the <laughs> in their jackets. Yes. And it was like Tatiana, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this thing Schaefer. <laughs> she was acting just like a groupie. And uh, it was like, okay, uh, I wouldn't do uh, for myself because I love Monkey Island and stuff and Fandango. Yes. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind to <laughs> to bother uh, Tim Schaefer. But it was like, uh, he was uh, just looking at me and it was like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Schaefer. <laughs> and then... He turned around. It was like oh, a very awkward moment. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, uh, he was just finishing his sentence and he came back with a smile and he went, "What do you want?" And he was like, "Oh, it's not for me. About this lady wants to meet you." And uh, okay, and uh, he started to well to chat with us and taking pictures and uh, invited uh, to go to Double Fine uh, next day and stuff. So kids, if you find Tim Schafer in, in a path or or any place where you can drink, uh, if you have the legal age, of course, just ask him to visit Double Fine. <laughs> and then what? Did you have the game? You had the game with you, then you showed him the game when you went to Double Fine? You showed him uh, Deadlight? No. Uh, well, the last time uh, we went there, uh, we were already showing him the next projects, <laughs> not Deadlight. Uh, the first time, it was just a, a teaser, and a sneak peek trailer, and a few concepts, and this time was a bit different. Hmm. But yeah, he he he. Well, he has seen the 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 game. I can. I, I'm pretty sure about that because uh, last three, while I was in the middle of a, a interview, he just uh, get in there uh, as <laughs> a spontaneous uh, uh, was saying hello to the camera. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So uh, well, that leads into perfectly into my last question. I'll let you go. So is is. Uh 
are, are Randall's adventures going to continue like in Las Vegas? Like you said, for, are you guys going to do deadlight too? Or do you think you would, do you have other, other, other original ideas you'd rather move on to? Well, uh, of course, uh, we are always working on, on different original uh, projects, but uh, we conceive the daylight as a, as a complete universe. I mean, even before, uh, beyond the, the games and stuff, uh, for example, the cut scenes uh, are a consequence of that because we started to make a, a deadlight comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't uh, finish it because, well, we had to make a game. <laughs> but <laughs> who, who knows? And yeah, I mean, we'd love to come back to deadlight because uh, we have lots of uh, things to, to express and, and we, we want the, the gamers uh, to feel s- several emotions before vulnerability and, and loneliness. And um, I don't know about uh, Randall. I, well, you will have to, to play the game to, to understand this. Uh, who knows? But uh, remember, the light is not the, the story about Randall Wayne. It's about a, a dying world. So, well, uh, ask me these questions in a few months. From now. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Raul Rubio, CEO and creative director of Tequila Works, creator of Deadlight, which is this week's Summer of Arcade game on Xbox Live Arcade. Download it now for 1,500 Microsoft points, which is, uh, uh, excuse me, 1,200 Microsoft points, which is 15 US dollars. I don't know how many yep. euros and that 12 is. 12 euros. <laughs> there we go. 12 euros. 12 euros. Uh, the yep. game is fantastic. I love it. Read read my review and uh, video. check out the video review on IGN.com. Raul, thank you very much for taking time out of the day and, and chatting with me. Oh, thank you, Ryan. has been my pleasure. And, uh, well, a big hug from all the Tequila Wars team, uh, or ladies and not so gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to say thank you uh, for, well, for all your kindness. And you are invited in Madrid, sunny Madrid, every time, anytime. Uh, come here, please. That's not, um, I, would, I, I will take you up on that next chance I get. That sounds amazing. But thank, <laughs> thank you for the great game, and I look forward to seeing what you guys do next. Okay, we, we told the other day Akira Yamaoka to, to come, and he did, so <laughs> you must come. <laughs> well, that's, if Kojima's paving the way, I'm there. Thank you, Raul. <laughs> Thanks to you. Unlock lock. All right. It's time for the unlock block. I can play with the whole panel this week. I can test mm-hmm, all of your mm-hmm. trivia knowledge simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I think this one's pretty easy. Is it a Metal Gear one yet? No, God I'm I'm holding back. We're, we've gotten some Metal Gear questions, but I'm, I'm saving them. I see them pop up. I don't read them, but I see them. that they're there. So our, our winner this week is Chris Giordano. He's going to win himself a copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen and Mitchell Dyer mm-hmm. copy that uh, you were able to secure from you, our friends at Ubisoft. We've got some download codes for Ghost Recon, Future Soldier, Arctic Strike. <gasps> Sorry, I, need, like I needed a, a breath a after that title. Pack. Pack. Maps, yeah. Okay, cool. And I, I even left off the Tom Clancy's at the beginning. I mean, if you want to get technical, <laughs> Tom Clancy's <laughs> Ghost point, Recon, no Future Soldier, anymore. Arctic Strike. <sighs> Take a breath. So, yeah, he wins just for having his question chosen because I thought it was fun. And he'll just get brownie points if he's able to stump you guys. So here goes. What was the original name for Gears of War going to be, or the code name, as it were? Do you guys think, was it Unreal Onslaught, Unreal Warfare, Unreal Geist, or Resident Kill Switch? I think it's Unreal Onslaught. 
I Naomi. I think that too. Yeah. You're both wrong. It's I know. I know the answer it. to this one. It's so, not Resident Kill Switch. No, it's not Resident. Because that Kill Switch was a was a game that was that people often said had Gears of War combat before right. Gears of War. Because you were just talking to cover blind fire. Exactly. And all that exactly. Stuff. It was a cool game. It was definitely a precursor to Gears of War. Yeah. I think even Cliff has even admitted that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. But if it's not Unreal Onslaught, then it's Unreal Warfare. So the, the way Unreal Warfare wa- works is this was a game that was like someone who was working on Unreal spun off. It was like inside Epic. It was like, I'm going to do this multiplayer game, kind of like Unreal, a little bit different. We're going to call it Unreal Warfare. It's going to be a different kind of competitive shooter. And basically it looked exactly like Gears of War. All the locusts were... The enemies. And, yeah. Uh, one of the enemies is the Geist, uh, which is why he says Unreal Geist. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically like the standard locust with the big like six eyes and uh, all this stuff. So there's you see all sorts of stuff in Unreal Warfare, which was there was like the Brumac, there were the flying dudes with the squid things. All that stuff was in that game. Eventually, they killed that game cause for one reason or another. And then when they decided, ah, let's do another game for the 360, they basically resurrected all all of that shit and, and added a story to it yeah and we're like okay now we're gonna use all of these assets because uh, epic does not let anything go they they use everything and then they make gears of war out of unreal warfare which is why and by the way you're correct mitch you are not I, that you're not really embarrassing but i like that one of his actually it was unreal onslaught mitch <laughs> but i like that one of his answers was geist too because that's, that's a, really a good, play yeah, on yeah. the fact that there was enemies called guys so yeah, yeah, well yeah. played chris giordano um hope you like guitar hero van halen if you don't you're getting it anyway we got, so, we got an email about that this week people are asking like is it really that bad no, no. it's a perfectly fine game no, it's I, just I, van halen songs i just joke about it because we literally have a thousand of yeah. them this is that is not a joke there are about 990 copies sitting <laughs> in boxes next to my desk yeah it's it's a perfectly serviceable guitar hero game you, in I fact just don't like van halen you know how like uh at talk shows or They'll, 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 for coming on, the guests get a little prize from some sponsor. So, <laughs> Naomi, this week, for appearing on Podcast Unlocked, you get a copy, a bona fide, genuine Xbox 360 copy of Guitar Hero Van Halen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want to hear you sing Jump. That's, oh that's what we're going to do. Does we're it gonna... have karaoke in it? Well, it's got singing. Does it? I, I thought it was just a guitar. Like, oh, no, it's, okay, the, it's thought, full band. I thought that preceded uh, World Tour. Nope. Oh, Came okay. after. All right, all right, all right. Remember, it was the pack in. It was like a incentive. It was going to be its own game, it was like a happy and it sort of was. But then they just ended up giving away, giving yeah. them away at, for Guitar Hero Five because yep. that was, was right. It, it was that as was the it. music game genre was crashing <laughs> yeah. horribly to the just ground. So they said, "Okay, if you just if you buy Guitar Hero Five and you'll get Guitar Hero Van Halen for free." So now it's a full band deal. You can you can get your you can get your David Lee Roth on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, Naomi, your vo- your voice is the only one that's high enough to, probably to even come notes, close yeah. to David Lee Roth. Yeah, to yeah. to get all the right notes. Awesome. All right, so I guess it's time to wrap up. I mean, we can we can wind down, just chill yeah, out. We can hang out. Actually, I can read a couple emails. Oh yeah, we let's do that. Emails. Let's um, do that. This one this one applies because Anthony works for IGN's PC team. Uh. <laughs> do Uh-oh. I though? Bruce writes. With Windows 8 being touted as Microsoft's answer to Apple's success, finally, do you think they'll design games for Windows Live? Anytime people compare a Windows phone to an iPhone, the App Store really seems to be the key difference. Uh, also, do you think they're capable of making that redesign on par with Steam? Games for Windows Live already exists. Does he mean like redesigning yeah, yeah, it to be something like, worthwhile? So with 8 coming, are they going to redesign Windows Live because it sucks? Uh, I suppose maybe they'll try, but at this point I feel like they've, they've really so let it go. permanently 
like damage themselves in the in the minds of like PC gamers. Like, why would they yeah. care? They've also distanced themselves from games from Windows Live. Like, it's true. Microsoft I, doesn't use it. At I all. don't know why they don't just let it die. It's just sort of kept around as like the sad senile old uncle who, yeah at this point like the, i just want to die the, billy the mind share that steam <laughs> has at this point like i would i don't know why you'd use any service outside of steam like so i just do not when when windows 8 launches it's going to have its own proprietary app store that's separate from steam and uh like obviously the apple app store is that going to connect to xbox live Zoom i mean look there's, there's a good reason that that could do all right for itself which is that you know like oem installations of windows is like their bread and butter right like they don't yeah, make yeah, money yeah. off of people that go out and randomly buy a disc they make money because like hp and dell yeah they don't buy make the gigantic licenses to put it on all their yep. on all their computers to come out so if millions of computers are getting pushed out there with this with windows 8 and this app store already built in like i could see there being a compelling reason to use that app <laughs> store because you know that people will immediately have access to it that being said I still feel like the most people that are going to buy like hardcore games and the type of games that we like to play, like they're still just going to go yeah, to Steam. I'm, I'm just going to use Steam. Didn't Gabe Newell call Windows 8 like a clusterfuck or something? Yeah, didn't he, he did. Something like that. Yeah. Something, something to, to that do with the fact that it's like a closed system, so you have to, like, they want to basically run like programs for Windows have to go through like Microsoft certification. Mm-hmm. So that's like, why they went to Linux. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that's the whole reason that people used Windows back in the days that there was no certification or anything. Like, you right. just could make a, comp- a computer program that would run on Windows and just put it out there so. oh, i can't wait to never upgrade to windows 8 yep people, by the way we, we got another email this week about people who are like why are you guys so down on microsoft all the time because like most of their stuff is not good we love the xbox but that phone is not so good the windows is not so good well you know i hear the phone has actually gotten a lot better but now because exactly of what anthony yeah. is saying about how they damage themselves by the time they try to come back with something good, no one will give them the time of day anymore. Yeah, I mean, you they had their shot with the Zune a couple of times, and I feel like enough people are like, ah, oh, that thing. So now they see yeah. other devices made by handheld devices, and like, I don't know about that. So. I'm, I'm kind of hyped about Surface, though, even though it's, it's I'm basically super a... I'm hyped for that. So have you, have you played with one yet? I haven't. I mean, it's it's it works, obviously, a lot like you would think, like if Windows was working on an iPad. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so cheap. It's too. straight up. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, cheap. <laughs> sure. Price wise. Yeah. I'm not saying. But it's straight up. It's a it's a PC. Like you can Basically, just plug in yeah. a mouse and keyboard, and you're good to go. Exactly. And it's like eight hundred dollars, probably somewhere in that range. Yeah. I could do that. Competitive with an iPad. If you need to upgrade your PC, like that thing will play a lot of games. It, that the the specs on the the Surface are really good. And I mean, I'm I'm probably just gonna wait for the next one to come out. It just looks a little thicker, or like too thick for me. Well, it's mind. even. I mean, even Apple. The version two is always better. Like iPhone one to iPhone yeah. two, you huge wait for difference. The one yeah. To come out to, before you buy. That's what I'm gonna do. Anyway. You pay for early adopting. That's true. Yeah. Oh yes. True. Off-topic email. Ryan writes, and I hope this is you. <laughs> what is your favorite Ninja Turtles movie? <laughs> uh, the 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 second one. What? Secrets, Secrets of, of the, the Ooze? Ooze? Yeah. Oh, come on, Anthony. With, with Super Shredder? And Vanilla yeah. Ice? Busting yeah. well, through which, the docks at the end? Which one's yours? The first one. The, the first, first one. one. Yeah. Which right. I, 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 I watched even... it recently. Holds up. It's like, it's such a, it's genuinely a good movie. All right, well, maybe the first one, I guess. But the second one's silly I do remember the, sure. the third one being not that it's bad. It's awful. No, it's Turtles in Time? No, no, no. Let's just move on. I don't know. I hated two, so maybe I'm just scarred from it. Can we, can we count the anim- the more recent animated yeah, one? Yeah, that one was not bad. I mean, it's it's cheesy and for kids, but it's like it's gorgeous and really cool. Oh, yeah, because and Turtles, Turtles 1 wasn't for children or cheesy at all. Dude, that movie <laughs> is so much darker than you expect. There's like, so the, the police chief is blackmailed into forcing April's boss to fire her. 
That's crazy. Like, that's not a kid's... That's not for kids. Kids won't understand that. I didn't back understand day, that until I watched it this like month. They used to for kids. Like, back in the day, <laughs> Yeah, because now they make movies for children. It's true. <laughs> yes. 50% of that movie, f- fucking Raphael's dead. He's like lying in a bathtub, all wounded, and like, oh, like uh, oh yeah. And Leo's just sitting. Are there, his like, kidneys missing? Have they been carved out of his body? Is it a bathtub of ice? I, How do you get kidneys out of a turtle? They got the shell. You got to like go yeah, in through the sides. No, I guess take you off got, the whole shell. Yeah, and just slip. Let's slip into something more comfortable, Raphael. That is dark. Uh, Casper is looking for stealth games. Played some Splinter Cell, Conviction, loved it. Turned him on to Assassin's Creed, Deus Ex. What else? How about a, a game that's not out yet, but he can get fired up for it, Mitch? You know what I'm going to say? Mark of the Ninja. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting that game is coming. It's soon too. You like, like the especially if you if you like Deadlight, 2D, 2D side-scrolling 2D stealth ninjas. game from the makers of Shank. Yeah, which is oh, a good thing. I would say hard. if you want a stealth game and you like Splinter Cell Conviction, go back to like Chaos Theory and see if you like that. It's backwards that's, compatible that's, too on and, Xbox. Well, and not only is it backwards compatible, but they sell it in the store. Like you can yeah. just buy it. You can straight download it to your Xbox now. Yeah. So. Actually, uh, Mr. PC guy, Mitch and I were just talking about this yesterday, yesterday randomly. You should probably buy Chaos Theory on PC because you can play the amazing co-op mode. There are co-op missions and also the sp- Spies versus Mercenaries mode. You can play online. On Xbox, those servers have been turned off, so you can't do it. If you can find a copy of the original, of the Xbox, of the version for the original Xbox of uh, Splinter Cell... Pandora Tomorrow? No, the one... The, the original? One, no, no, no. The Chaos one, oh, Double Agent. Double Agent. Double Agent. Double Agent was generally not well-received on 360, but it was yeah. a different game on for the original Xbox, yeah, and I uh, heard it was actually really good. Yeah, it's Montreal did it. <laughs> uh, for Xbox Thank One, you. but but yeah, the 360 version, which was like the lead version, was which done Shanghai out of Shanghai. Did. Yes, yeah. and that, I heard that was generally not as well received. But. All right, all right. Uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, those could be considered stealth games. They're I really consider good. them. I, I play a lot of stealth. Mm, I, probably, I mean, not in the traditional no, no, hardcore no. sense, but sort of. There is uh, a lot of stealth elements, anyway. Um, other stealth. That's all I got. Uh, vampire. <laughs> The Masquerade. No, no, no. What was that one vampire game the kid made? Vampire Rain? Vampire Rain. Sam Fisher in like a rainy city. Don't ever play that. That's that's one of the worst games ever. But it is a stealth game. Uh, Batman Begins? (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) And that game was Splinter Cell with Batman. Sorry. But not as good. Uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need. Done. Good job. Ben has a question for us, which he says, I have a question for you. My Wii recently broke, and I joined Team Xbox. Now I need to find some good two-player games that I can play with my wife. For gaming together, we generally enjoy casual, lighthearted games like Mario, Spyro, Tetris, and Mario Kart. What two-player Xbox games could you recommend we try? Ratchet and Clank. Xbox. Jack in some rock band. Oh, Get your sorry. music on. Xbox only. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, uh, what about uh, the? I mean, he did say Spyro, but what about that other that Skylanders? Skylanders, yeah. yeah. I heard that game's actually not bad. No, it is supposed Minecraft? to be an ex- actually a really yeah. good game. Yeah. Minecraft, yeah. You can play split oh, yeah. screen. Good point. And you can build towns mm. together. Castle you can Crashers. build a, wo- a life together in a home. You can build, yeah, build your marriage. Build that dream home. <laughs> build your wife a home in Minecraft. Just um, like real life. I'm not sure, but I'm not very good about... Castle lo- Crashers is lighthearted. I mean, you're beating the Castle shit out Crashers of Castle Crashers definitely counts. Portal? Yeah. Did we already say that? Uh, oh, yeah. Portal, yeah, co-op, portal, portal 2 co-op mode. Good, good call. call. Love that yeah. one. Especially co-op. We were in harmony there again. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't play a lot of games with people. 
I don't have yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. You, I don't you've either. been teaching me PC games. Yeah. You, t- you taught me how to play Company of Heroes. You should teach me how to play DayZ next. Yep. That's the plan. Yeah. We're going to steal Mitch over <laughs> one of these days. <laughs> We've recommended people to buy like nine PC games on this podcast. I want to play DayZ actually myself as let's, well. Let's link up. Let's do I it. I want to play it too. Good. Let's, now we have a crew. Yeah. If, if you out there would like to play with us, the reality is that everyone at IGN may write about a ton of different. I may write for a platform, right? But everyone plays games on everything. Sure. We just like games in general. Yeah, and we yeah. also so. write about stuff that's like I write about stuff for your channel sometimes. Sometimes I'll, I'm reviewing a PS3 game right now. Like yep. IGN is IGN. You guys all help each other out. It's a big happy family. It's a team yeah. effort. Yeah. It's a team effort. Um, someone writes in, Alexander writes in, he wants us to talk about achievements more in general, which we got like four emails about that this week, oddly enough. Uh, strange. People want to know where they can get them easy thousand points. Yeah, they do. Well, um, everyone knows about Avatar by yeah. now. That's no there, secret. There's some classic staples. I only, I, my achievement score is, uh, it's okay. What are you at? 36,000. Oh man, that's like <gasps> half of what I'm at. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm almost at 70. Uh, see, see but I, don't, I never intentionally go for points, though. I just play oh, games. Oh, I do. So. Greg Miller is staring at us. Greg Miller. Get in there. here, Greg. Come here. Come say hi, Greg. No, he left. He's, He's gone leave. forever. <laughs> gone forever. Just to... uh, continuing that email, talk about achievements more. Now for the main question. I got to know which song is played at the end of your show. Please do tell. I have no idea. No, I was I've, done I've before never... I got here. I didn't What's hear. your favorite achievement of all time? Naomi? My favorite achievement? The favorite one you've ever unlocked for oh any God. Xbox game. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I haven't checked on that for in a while. Uh, you, get back to me. All right. I'll think so about if it. There, if there's, is there one that's popped up that you went, that was a really cool achievement, Mitch? Uh, I know there's one. I uh, and now I am thinking. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, you I something. still go back to a game that... Um, Shane Kim still hates me for, by the way, the former head of Microsoft Game Studios. I gave Crackdown 1 a 7. He still hates me for it to this day. It's a good um, game. That's it's fair. a good game, but if the problem with it was it's this, after you do sort of one little area, it's just the same thing over yeah. and sure, over. Sure, kind of sure. like uh, Assassin's Creed 1 style. Sure, yeah. Anyway, um, but there is an achievement in that game where once you level up your guy enough to be able to jump high enough. Yes. There's an achievement for reaching the, the very, very highest, the highest building, building in the city. And then another achievement for, landing for in the jumping water. off that building and, and landing in the water. See, below. I was going to so, say that, but so I knew that was yours. I still, yeah, those are my favorite achievements I've ever gotten. Yeah, that game was pretty incredible if, if for nothing else other than just the ability to climb buildings. Yeah, well, I mean, the achievements kind of drove the gameplay. There was a lot of stuff that, that was like the really the first game, because it came out, what, early 08? Um, early 07. no 07 because it was it had the halo, halo 3, 3 beta, beta attached to it yeah, yeah, it was 07. early 07 so it came out in like february 07 and that was like shortly after the launch right when i bought my console like a year after the launch and developers hadn't really figured out achievements yet but th- that was the first one where it was like okay you could play this game or if you dig in the achievements menu you can see like a bunch of shit that you didn't know you could do and yes. that would that would change the way you played. You would try out this stuff to get the achievements, and you would realize this game is awesome because of the achievements. I have a question for you that many people don't know. Hi. What is the number that's next to your profile on Xbox Live? What does that represent? Years subscribed to yes, Xbox Live. Yes, the number of years you've I been I knew that, an, a, but a most member. people don't. Like, yeah. I told Pear that, and he was like, really? I always wondered why. There's like a three there. <laughs> so. Pear's only at a three? Come on, Pear. Well, I mean, he's probably... Play, you know, he's got like three kids and he runs most of our company. I made my account right actually during the beta, during the live beta. So. Of the original. Oh, you've got, like, I've got the, the big seven, number. The big That's seven, right. It's the E penis at work. <laughs> getting uh-huh. living. Mine's mine's six. So. That's that's respectable. Small E peen. 
It's respectable. I, I think mine's three. I'm not 100%. Are you looking up achievements on your phone? I, Are you looking, looking up your cool, profile? Cool She's ones. trying to remember which ones she liked. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally feel her. Like, there, there have, of course, many. been achievements that yeah. I've been like, that was awesome. Yeah. But I always forget. But so. I know there's one golden one, and I hope that I could come back either next time I'm on the show just to, like, tell you guys what it is. Because you know, there's one that I remember just being like... That is the most awesome achievement ever. And, like, it's a funny one, too. Hmm. It's something that's... Well, now of... I'm psyched. You got it. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I have to know. You're building it up like now. It's the most clever know. achievement ever. So I'm hyping it up, and I hope that it yeah. lives Speaking of it. Crackdown, <laughs> there's we've got to get a Crackdown 3 for Xbox 720 launch, right? Doesn't uh, that just need to happen, crackdown people? Crackdown 2 was the nail in that series. Well, coffin. no, but that's the thing exactly. is it was a misstep. Let's just go back to the roots, take, take the concept of one and flesh it out more so that it's not the same thing in, in a... You know, in a three-hour loop. Do we know what Ruffian is doing right now? We don't. That's the thing. Okay. They're still around. They have. It's. Yeah. We, we haven't read anything about them closing down. Which means goodness. their game sold okay. But yes, Crackdown Two was a miss. But yeah, what are they doing? Making Perfect Dark for the 720. That would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> no, I, I I don't want that to happen. And me either. Yeah, probably unnecessary. That series was dead to me the first time. Oh man, just because you're Damn, too young, son. I did. You know, I that game Golden gets Eye. a lot of crap, but Perfect Dark Zero was not a bad game. No, it wasn't. It was, it was okay. Yeah. I, it just wasn't the killer app that everybody right. thought it might be. Correct. I still bought one at launch alongside, uh, you know, the games that were great at launch to play with, like that, Call of Duty, and Condemned. Like, those were the things. Condemned. We were talking about this today. We I gotta were. Go back. I got to go back and play it. Yeah. That, Charles brought it up today, back. too. Yep. Condemned was so creepy. Uh, I don't know if either of you have played it. I've played no. one and two. One and two. Condemned one was so creepy, particularly near the end. I actually had to bring a friend over. Near to the play end it with is me. bad, but if anyone goes back and plays Condemned, the only scene that matters is all the department store. The like department store is yeah it's the worst thing ever. Now, is it as bad as the goddamn mannequin factory in Bloodshot? Oh yeah, it's it's oh similar. Uh, so yeah, is it dolls? Because dolls are the worst. Let's just move on. You have to experience it. <laughs> That's the end, man. That's all I got. Unlockedign.com. We will all read right. your emails. Well. Yes, unlocked at IGN.com is a good thing to to do, to email. To tell Naomi how much you want her to stop by more than more often. Right? Aww. Come on, we we like it. We're gonna get a thousand Thanks, emails guys. about that. What, because there's actually someone people like on yeah. the show besides you and me? Yeah. Because no one likes you or Ryan, me. Ryan, you're boring. Mitch, you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch hates everything. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Well, we'll hit the road for today. I I do wanna it's thank well, you know, don't you come. Actually, please come back okay. more and more and more and more. <laughs> We're so lonely here. Come on, on back, podcast, Jack. Uh, really butchering that song. In life. Uh, Naomi life. Kyle, we can follow you at Naomi Kyle on Twitter. Is that Plain correct? simple, yep. Anthony uh, Gallegos. I'm at Chuff Money. At Chuff, Chuff Money. Money, which... What does that mean? Uh, so I have been wondering this since forever. I've heard you because you know this a it kind of sounds like a some sort of dick reference. So it sounds like a, it be a hip hop song. Or can something. refer to all kinds of things in the UK. I found out, including like <laughs> vagina and stuff. But oh. uh, but actually, what it comes from is that in a Warhammer Dwarf book, there's like the old one, like the fourth edition rules or something. There's a huge lexicon of dwarf words. Okay. And so when I signed up for EverQuest, I had to create a character name, and in the instruction book for EverQuest. There's like a recommended naming thing, and it's like make sure you pick something that's one syllable. Very easy for people to remember. So I went into my dwarf book because I was making a dwarf and everquest. Yep. And I scanned one syllable names, and I was like, <laughs> chuff. There we go, chuff. Okay. And that's dwarvish for piece of cheese. A miner keeps under his hat for emergencies. <laughs> like chuff, whatever. That. It's one syllable. And then the money came from I was playing my favorite, one of my favorite SNES games called Vegas Stakes, 
which was like a gambling RPG. Is that the way you walked around the casino? No, you could go to different parts in the, in, the, in, in the casino, and people would come up to you and be like, yo, man, I got this lottery ticket. Do you want to buy it for 100 bucks? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a and, super oh my nice God. game? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't remember this. I remember this. I rented that and, game and, a thousand and so times. You, and your whole goal was to like get to the best casino yeah. and not go broke. And yeah, there were people to be like, I, st- I just stole this watch. Do you want to buy it for 100 bucks? <laughs> yeah. But you might get in trouble. <laughs> so I love that game. But when you'd sign into the, your ledger the hotel, you could sign... I thought it was hilarious that you could sign in letters and numbers and symbols, so I would always put Chuff dollar sign. So I was Chuff Money, and that's where the name came <laughs> that from. That is so cool. It's a great story. Boom. Great Big fan. Story. At Mitchie D. That's me. That's you. And uh, that's I get like, oh, are you a big Devil May Cry fan? Because my Twitter handle is at DMC underscore Ryan. I'm like, no, I owned a DeLorean for 12 years. DeLorean Motor Company. That's where, that is the simple and dumb explanation of my Twitter handle. And of course, <laughs> you can follow us all, uh, the, the entire IGN main feed at IGN. We have an app on Xbox. You're on it, Naomi. Your okay. face shows up on there. I think my disgusting face might appear on it from time to time. All of us that oh, did any on. hosting of E3 live shows and stuff, yep. you can find all those videos archived on there. So yeah. you can see Anthony, all of us. Anthony's oh, new damn. podcast, Command Prompt, shows yes. up on there. <laughs> Dominating. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deadlight Video Review, you can watch me on there. Actually, listen to me on there, which is preferred. And Mitch, what's what's what video content can we see for you in the app right oh, now? Oh man, uh, what was the last? I guess video the Reketeer review from yeah, last that's, week, that's right? That's really the most recent thing. Yeah, and he'll be on the next command prompt. Yeah, command prompt. High five. That wasn't even an. It was a good high five. There was no awkwardness there at all. You guys connected on the palms. We have there a was, bond. I don't know if you know this, but me and Mitch hang out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Practice our high fives on the reg. That's a good thing to do. That's see, that's what I guys do in their free time. Naomi, in case you didn't know, a little something about about guys. It's just like touch hands. All right. Uh, Quick one. Yeah, light one, light touch. Kiss from a rose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for Naomi Kyle, Anthony Gallegos, and Mitchie D, Mitch Dyer, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I hope you've enjoyed episode number 65 of Podcast Unlocked. Oh, and again, another big thanks to Raul Rubio for uh, bringing us up from Spain, from a place I would really rather be right now. Yeah, next time if you want us to just go. We're yeah, okay yeah. with that. Just, we need to do, uh, so, bosses, bosses, boss, I need to do the podcast on site from Madrid for a big interview. Yep, yep, yep. This, he's, you know, he's a recluse. He won't get on the internet. He demands that we come interview him in person. Oh, my God. We gotta go. I'm sorry. We'll be back in three weeks. Thanks. No, uh, this show will be back next week. And thank you very much, everybody. Be my last one for a while, actually. Oh, the, oh actually, that's true, Mitch. Why? Why? I'm, I'm going to Germany. Why? I'm going to Gamescom. I'm going to GDC Europe, going to Gamescom. I'm going to cover all the video games. In all seriousness, yeah, it's I'm in jelly. Cologne, Germany, yep. a town I've been to. We had this conversation out there, but yep. for... Uh, if any of our listeners are German, which could happen, it's possible, or or uh, experts in any way, be sure to email unlocked at ign.com <laughs> and give me. give Mitch all the tourist the tourist things. I just said, like I said, you got to go up to the top of the 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 Cologne Dome, as it's called. Uh, that's my really bad German pronunciation, but Cologne Cathedral. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So work your way up the narrow, super tiny spiral staircase because people were apparently hobbit sized back then when <laughs> yeah, they in the yeah, medieval times. Go up to the top and just enjoy the view. It is a you, you're right over the Rhine River. It's you see the whole city. It is spectacular. I'm very envious. In fact, I want iPhone video because when I was there in 1996, wow. iPhones didn't weren't invented yet. I couldn't capture it except in my own brain, mm-hmm. which is now faded with age. <laughs> I'm old and uh-huh. worn and frail. <laughs> 
this ended on a really sad note. We'll it be did. back next week. Yeah, so I'll be back with uh, the Mitchie D blow-up doll yep. that I'm having made right now. <laughs> we're just gonna. It's actually in my closet. They'll be, in, but we're, you know, in the in the in the mouth hole. We're you know for a blow-up where there, you might normally we're gonna shove a burrito in the ah, mouth yeah. hole yeah. for the Mitchie D blow-up doll, uh, and then we'll uh, maybe Naomi can sit in next week. I really hope so. And. Um, Perhaps one or two other of my fine IGN colleagues. We'll figure something out. But I thank you all for coming and sitting in, and we'll be back next week. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.